And ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Sports Cave. As you can see, rocking the uh, Patriots alternate jersey here that I got on Tuesday. Very happy, very happy. Uh, this is the handsome host, Robbie Clark, speaking here. And my co-host, who uh, a lot has gone down since Monday, Zach Roden, is not in the best state. So let's just get right to it. I'm going to let Zach mm. gather his thoughts as he sits through some Great Depression. Um, as we all saw Monday night. Being the Browns fan that he is, Nick Chubb suffered one of the most disgusting injuries we've probably seen in the history of the NFL as Minka Fitzpatrick went to make the low tackle. And right off the gate, they say he's out for the game and his season is done. And there were, you know, it's going to cause a lot of surgeries, multiple surgeries to fix the leg. Yeah, they're so, not supposed to bend that way, well, unfortunately. Before I continue and go on, this is Zach's time to rebuttal. And then Zach, once you're done, I would like you to get a chance to speak about the hit. Sounds good to me. Uh, you know, not much to say. Um, I feel like I got to take some blame in this. Uh, I, I gave the team some bad karma by going at uh, my buddy Steve over there, Mr. Aaron Rodgers. So Steve, I apologize. You know, that was too far. And now I'm reaping the, I'm reaping the repercussions. Um, but you know what? Yeah, that definitely just like, whether it's a guy on your team or a guy on a team that you absolutely can't stand, you never want to see anything like that. Like that was just brutal. Bob for crying out loud, Jesus Christ. We are not writing. We are not reading that on the show. My goodness gracious. Uh, but you know, yeah, just a disgusting hit. Um, the way that knee bent. When I first saw the hit, I had so many things to say about Mika Fitzpatrick. I'm like, I'm going to fucking lose it on this guy Thursday. I'm fucking not holding back. You know what? The more I look at the play and everything, I mean, it's just obviously the guy's not going out there to uh, to take knees out. You know what I mean? So at the end of the day, it's a football play. As shitty as it is to say, it's no one expects an injury like that to happen. But he came out basically and said it right himself yesterday. He said, for all you people that are telling me uh, you should have tackled him up high, you should have you should have tackled him by the shoulders. And he goes, yeah, everyone saying that has never had the chance to even try to tackle Nick Chubb. You're not taking that guy down, one man grabbing the top half of him. You have to get him low. And, well, I will say, in my opinion, a bit of a dirty hit. You know, I've done, I'll, I'll, I'll throw that out there. I, I don't think the hit was the cleanest thing out there, but it tough, very tough for to be a Browns fan right now. Obviously, I talk a lot of shit. You know, I'm like, we're going to win the Super Bowl this year. I, di I didn't really have Super Bowl aspirations, but I did think they're making the playoffs. Possibly could win a playoff game, maybe surprise some teams, but just a real, real gut wrench to the Cleveland Browns season. And I'll tell you one thing right now. Um, if Mr. Deshaun Watson plays the way he's been playing these two games, we might not win another game this year because he looks horrific, horrific. Uh, but the one thing I really like about Nick Chubb, and it's so many players have been saying it about it. First of all, the guy's obviously a class act guy. You can tell that by, uh, this injury happened in Pittsburgh, who's one of the biggest rivalries of Cleveland, and their fans essentially gave him like a standing ovation as he was being carted off, which I'll give the Steelers fans credit. That was a lot of respect being displayed there, and it was, uh, it was a touching moment to see. You know, I think they realized the severity of it. Uh, but you know what? Yeah, just, uh, just not what you want to see. As a Browns fan, as a football fan, as a fan of sports, just, uh, just real, real, real tough to watch. And hey, Nick Chubb, 
If anyone can do it, it's you, bud, because you just live in a gym. You are an absolute tank. Get back out there and fucking get, you're going to win the comeback player of the year next year, Chubb. Well, that, that is if the surgeries all go well, because I could definitely see him being out for at the bare minimum 10 months. Like that's that's got to be the, the absolute bare minimum. So a very tough to watch. Um, I mean, that that fucking I saw a picture, dude. His knee literally was in a 90 degree angle. Bent over backwards. And I'll tell you one thing right now. I've been seeing a lot about this Monday night curse, and maybe it's a real fucking thing. Last Monday night football game last season, DeMar Hamlin, that incident happened. First Monday night football game this season, Aaron Rodgers tears his Achilles. Monday night game last week, Nick Chubb literally destroys his goddamn knee. So I think it's who's it? the Bengals that play Monday night this week. Bengals and Rams, I believe it is. I hope Joe Burrow doesn't play in that game because the way it's going with his little injuries he's had this season, he might be next on the list. So really not much more to say about it. Not what you want to see, obviously, but uh, rest in peace to the Cleveland Brown season. But before I give it to you, I, I, I almost knew it was going to happen. They bring in Kareem Hunt. I'm not, obviously, you're not getting a Nick Chubb. Like there's no running backs really that are available that are even on that fucking pedigree. But Kareem Hunt... And Jerome Ford, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not mad at it. You know, that could be, a, that could be a duel that could do some damage. Mm-hmm. So we'll just have to see how it plays out. We'll have to see how it plays out. But if if you're on a team like that and your best player gets an injury like that, you gotta fucking pick up your play and win the goddamn game for him. What the fuck is the matter with you guys? Deshaun Watson looks like an idiot. Cheers. The only wide receiver he can make a fucking pass to is Amari Cooper, and I think that's just because Amari Cooper is very good at getting open. He's actually making Watson look okay. So many overthrown passes, so many underthrown passes, so many just terrible decisions. Mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe it's the, the Stefanski play calls. I, I don't know what it is, but it's it's just he's got to find it because you know he's got it in him. He, if he can just get back to even 80%, 85% of what he used to be, that'd be happy because right now he's looking like a 30% of what he used to be. It's It's... Very tough to watch when you pay the guy two hundred and what fifty million, two hundred and thirty million for five years. Two hundred forty something guaranteed, yeah. Yeah, so that's very, very tough to see. All of it's guaranteed. The first contract in NFL history like that. See, Bob, Bob, the thing, the reason why I'm happy they didn't go for someone like Cam Akers, which obviously you saw what it took to acquire him, absolutely nothing. But you don't have to give anything up to get Kareem Hunt. He already knows the system. In my opinion, I mean, I might be wrong saying this. I think Kareem Hunt's better than Cam Akers, or if not, maybe just right on par with them. Like, they're kind of a very similar. So, I'm happy to bring Kareem Hunt back. Your turn, Robbie. All right. I just want to talk about the hit. Because from what you saw, you had every right to react the way you did the day of when you said that Minka Fitzpatrick is a dirty player, this, that, yada, yada. Because you had the same reaction I had back in the early 2010s when TJ Ward took out Rob Gronkowski's knee in the same fashion. But here's the thing, Zach. I hate to say it, folks. Someone can clip this if they want to, but don't forget this. This is what the NFL has caused. Yeah, they don't want head injuries. You want to prevent concussions. I'm not promoting headhunting by the slightest bit. But these defenders, they all have to go low. And then the Jacoby Myers incident, I mean... At the time, before we saw what that safety did to Logan Thomas in week two, that that's what's going to happen now because they all have to go low because they don't want to get caught for 
15 yards for unnecessary roughness and, you know, possibly get disqualified. Yeah. And um, this is going to be a common occurrence. You know, the NFL, they could promote, you know, we're, we're saving head injuries by this percent. Why don't you talk about the potential growth in leg injuries that we've caused throughout the years from all these devastating hits? Yeah. You know what I mean? This jeopardizes the Cleveland Brown season, just like it almost did to the Patriots when when he got killed by T.J. Ward. No, this and, doesn't jeopardize it. This this pretty much puts a nail in the coffin. So all I'm trying to say is, you know, you found a way to save these players' heads. Why don't you find a, a way to save their legs? Let me tell you something, Zach. Me personally, there's no benefit from either thing. But if you ask me when I'm if I'm lucky to make it to 70, 80 years old, would I rather do be able to walk or drool my oatmeal? I'd rather drool my oatmeal from all the concussions than have I to mean, worry about my legs and sit in a wheelchair like a potato the rest of my life. Well, you just said you want to drool into your fucking oatmeal so you would be a potato that just could walk, but you wouldn't know what the hell you're doing. I mean, it, it's 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 on both ends. You know what I mean? Like, there's you're never going to be able to rule it out. Like, the low hits, the fucking, they have the, the target zone you're supposed to hit, which is the midsection. You gotta remember these guys are running fucking full speed. The the calculation to do in your brain to go, okay, yep, I gotta dive at this second to get him in the mid. It's it's all split but this second. Decisions. Gonna get even worse. This is where either a we're gonna see less defensive players because they don't want to play offense because they don't want to get the flag thrown them. So either you find a way to penalize them for going down low in that manner, or b just put flags on them and play flag football and call it a day. Cause that's what the NFL yeah. is like. Might as well make it the fucking the Pro Bowl game at this damn point. And I'll tell you one thing right now, if I'm if I'm a top tier running back in this league, I am having a serious meeting after this season because the way I'm looking at these running backs, they're all getting shafted for paid. Nick Chubb was one of the highest paid ones. I got to find the list. Yeah. So he's one of the highest paid ones making like 11 million bucks a year while the quarterback's making fucking 40 something million. This offense is Nick Chubb. That's that's what the offense runs through in Cleveland. And this is the reason why they don't pay running backs a lot because they just give them the ball fucking 40 times a game and expect them to march down and run into 360 pound fucking gorillas essentially. And the guy gets injured. They, they underpay and they overuse every single running back in the league. And if I'm a running back right now, I'm, I can understand why guys like Jonathan Taylor and fucking and uh, Josh Jacobs and guys like this are sitting out. Cause it's fucking bullshit. You're putting your, your health and your well being for your future on the line every single game and you're not being compensated for it. Now, this tweet was put out Monday or Tuesday. Um, so when I say out for multiple weeks and one guy might stand out because it looks like he might play Sunday, let's just get an idea of what's going on here. We got two running backs already out for the year. Nick Chubb and J.K. Dobbins, both the starting running backs for their AFC North teams, the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. Out yeah. for multiple weeks, Austin Eckler with the Chargers. It's going to make a big impact tonight. Saquon Barkley with the New York Giants. Jonathan Taylor till he likes to return. Uh, Aaron Jones, it looks like he might play, but He's missed some time. I think he's missed one week. It could be two weeks. It could be three. Who knows? It was one Dave week, Montgomery. but he hasn't practiced yet. So, mm -hmm. Dave Montgomery is another one. So, the the injuries this year is just catastrophic. It's catastrophic, and obviously, it's part of the game. It's never easy to avoid them. But all I'm saying is, Jacoby Myers is set to come back soon off the concussion, where Nick Chubb's out for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, yeah, not, I think that was one of the worst uh, Thursday night football games I've ever seen just for the fucking, and you know, what really makes me upset too, just going away from the injury. The Cleveland Browns end up losing this game. Do you know how many yards of offense the Pittsburgh Steelers got in the fourth quarter? Barely anything. Minus three. They got minus three offensive yards in the fourth quarter and they won that game from their 
amazing defense. Like, I mean, the, the fucking, you got uh, TJ Watt and fucking, uh, who's the other guy? Hightower, High Highsmith? I don't know. There was some OC guy in there, I think, too. I don't know. There was another defensive lineman you're talking about. No, it's another pass rusher. Like he's he's the he's like oh. the fucking the backup pass or not the backup. I guess the secondary pass rusher for him. But he's I was reading a list. The guy's still top ten for for uh, edges in the league. I think it's I want to say it's high, fuck with the guy's name. Got you right now. I'm loading it up right now. I want to say it's Highsmith. Okay. Highsmith Holcomb. Wasn't Cole Holcomb. Holcomb. No, it definitely wasn't oh, Alex Highsmith. You're right. Alex yeah. Highsmith. I was thinking of, I'm going to get this guy's name wrong because he was getting to Deshaun Watts a lot too. Ojin Joby. Yeah. God damn it. Why, why are NFL names starting to become like UFC names? Who the hell is the, uh, I think it's an NFL guy that has like the craziest fucking name of all time. They just call him Kai. But his name is, it's like a Hawaiian name or something, dude. It's like, it's got to be 37 letters long. Trevor, I, I will not be going to the Meadowlands this Sunday. I'm probably going to go to the Meadowlands in November when we go there to take on the New York Giants. Well, that's a game they can definitely win there. That is a game they can definitely win. Um, let's continue because we got a lot of injuries to report here. Yeah. Just today, just a couple hours ago, Trayvon Diggs tore his ACL at practice. He is out for the year. And I'll tell you what, if you're a Cowboys fan, boy, are you so happy you brought in Stephon Gilmore because... Yeah, that's the guy for your next man to be up. Like, obviously, that is a that's a big injury right there. But I mean, if you look at the Cowboys D. Uh, you never want to lose a guy like Trayvon Diggs. I'm not saying they're they're going to be getting better by any means by losing someone like him. But they're they're so fucking good that I feel like this isn't going to be detrimental to them whatsoever. Like, as you said, they brought in Gilmore, who's unbelievable. I don't know who the guys get who would be the guy that's taken over for Diggs, but. It would be Stefan Gilmore is the one, obviously. Yeah, and then whoever, sorry, whoever would be taking his spot, I guess. Yeah, I'm gonna but I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be overly worried with the, uh, with the Cowboys from that injury. Now, if you lose Mika Parsons, then you're fucked. I mean that. Well, as of right now, with Dick skin hurt and him cut out, you got Stefan Gilmore, Eric Scott Jr., and Noah Igbino Genie. God bless these commentators who literally have to practice these. What was that? For- Noah, what? I'm going to spell it out for you, and you tell me how you think it is. Ready? Last name is spelled out I G B I N O G H E N E. Not a goddamn chance. There's just Thank no you. chance. Thank you. That's like a white last or white first name and an African last name right there. What? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm just making observations. I'm just making observations. Anyways. <laughs> oh, boy. You never know what you're going to get out of Zach Ronan, folks, especially when Nick Chubb is out for the rest of the year and maybe parts of next year. I don't know if you saw the sign I made, Robbie, at the start of the podcast, but I was holding this. Uh, I saw it. This sign up, yeah. You might as well just like keep it like that for the rest of the show, honestly. I don't know if you want to like show your face after uh, the injury. Well, I'm showing it, and uh, you know what? It's I, the night would have happened if we would have done a podcast after that night. I'm pretty sure we would have got kicked off Twitch because I would have went absolutely you, bonkers. You would have said some things that you can't say. But you know what? Looking at it more, 
and hearing what uh, Fitzpatrick, he came out publicly with did that little uh, blurb he put out yesterday. And I do have to kind of agree with him. I, you know, when I read it, I said I wanted to read it and be like, oh, just give me some fucking fuel to light this guy up. But he is right. He, it's a football play. It's just at the end of the day, it's a fucking rough sport and shit like this happens. And you just got to hope that uh, we got to remember with Nick Chubb, he did the exact same thing to that same knee in college. So, I mean, I think in college he tore his PCL, LCL, MCL, and multiple cartilage damage. So, I mean, that's fucking pretty much everything but the ACL and the knee blowing up. So, I don't know how. I really don't know how that knee is going to be after getting two big surgeries like that. Who knows, man? I it didn't, know. it didn't stop him the first time, but then again, I mean, fucking, you get that same knee twice done. So from a fantasy football perspective, I'm an addict. I'm just going to come out. You know, the first step of maintenance is admitting that you're an addict. An addict. I'm an addict. I'm in six fantasy football leagues. Would you That's like to addict. guess how many leagues I have uh, Nick Chubb in? Four. You're right. Nice. I knew it. I could see it in your eyes. And would you like to guess how many Jerome Fords I got in those leagues? Two. One. Well, I'll tell you one. Uh, do you have like a free agent budget for your for your league? No, it's um based off of waivers and then some leagues yeah. it's based off of free agency, but um yeah, I don't know how they set up like that. I wish someone would give me the information, but I have it set up only as waivers because I couldn't find a setting where I could do both waivers and free agency. Like you could do waivers, like if you drop a guy and it's like, oh, he sits there on the waiver. No, that's not waivers to me. Waivers is you have till you know Thursday. You have Tuesday and Wednesday. Try to get him by Thursday. Yeah, right. So that's and, what... and let's say it gets to the day of Thursday, then I'm all for like one free agent pickup, and same with Sunday. But I can't find a setting where you could do it like that. Well, I like the way the Miley does it is um is everybody has an equal chance to pick up free agents, but you have a hundred bucks to spend through the year on the app and you got to bid on them, right? So say if I want Jerome Ford, for instance. How much did he go for? I so I bet I put a pretty high bid for him. I put like thirty-two bucks, which is fucking over thirty Cash. over thirty percent of the entire free agent budget. And he ended up going for forty eight dollars. Oh fuck that. So the guy Dude. that got him for forty eight bucks. Uh, after week one, also spent fifty one dollars on. Uh, I think it's Kelly, the running back for the Chargers right he's now. One dollar left. No, he's got. He's got one dollar left. Fifty one. And yeah. So he he was assuming that it got reset every week, and I'm like, buddy, if it got reset every week, why do you think you're the only one doing fifty fucking dollar wagers, and we're all doing four to seven bucks? Like, stop it in that margin. Moron. So. I told him, I said, and then the best part is too, is uh, I'm telling him like, yeah, I think the Browns were talking with uh, Kareem Hunt. He's like, no, you're a fucking liar. You don't know shit. And about two, three hours later, Kareem Hunt signs with the Browns. And I'm like, eh, I told yep. you, buddy. I told now. you. Um, some more injuries to talk about. Defensive back for the New England Patriots, Marcus Jones, who had quite the impact for them last year to try to keep him in the hunt. Um, big hit for the Patriots here. Uh, torn labor versus the Dolphins is going on the injured reserve. And just to give you an idea, Zach, the guy had the game-winning uh, punt return last year against the Jets, ran a screen play on offense for a touchdown, and is a defensive back. So, you know, he control, you know, <laughs> doing all those things is pretty goddamn impressive. Yeah. So they're without Jack Jones until week five. They are now without him. They got Christian Gonzalez. And let me tell you, son, after those guys, I got no goddamn clue who's left for them. Yeah, it might be it might be tough slinging for the Patriots, especially now you just see the teams in that division. Like, I mean, I know Miami was a question mark for us coming in, but obviously they're answering. I think they're my new favorite now to win that division. Right there, at Buffalo. Yeah, 
I do think that you guys are going to get the first dub of the season this week, though. Um, yeah, we'll get we'll get to that. Um, another injury. Carolina Panthers rookie quarterback Bryce Young mm-hmm. is expected to be out this Sunday. That means that the Red Rifle Andy Dalton will be filling in. Ginger Spice making his return. Want to ask him if the carpet matches the drapes? <sighs> Fire crotch Dalton, baby. Oh, you saw what happened with the uh, Chicago Bears, correct? Because they were trying to. A lot of reports have said that it's fake, but I've seen more more reports say that it's real. What happened with their defensive coordinator there? So I had that in my notes, but then I took it out because I was seeing more and more shit today that came out about it that it, it was just all fabricated and he left the team for family reasons and all that shit. But if you don't know what Robbie's talking about, um, apparently the uh, defensive coordinator for the Bears quit his job and then about a few hours later it all came out that his house was being raided by the FBI and he was tied to a bunch of shit, so... We'll have to wait for more information to come out about that. But if that's true, that's pretty fucking crazy. And wasn't it, was it a guy that's on the Bears or like an ex-Bear that was like an informant or something? Guy agent, yep. Is he on the team right now? No. Because I'm like, that's pretty fucking, you imagine that? Showing up every day for work, like, oh, we're going to fucking take this motherfucker down, boy. Yeah, insane. It pisses me off to see Stephen A. Smith has thrown out the first pitch at Yankee Stadium today. Former Cowboys quarterback that had everything to prove to himself in his final preseason game, Will Greer, is signing with the New England Patriots. <laughs> I never even heard of Will Greer. Oh, God, it's insane. Well, Robbie, it looks like me and you are in the same boat, buddy. We're going to be uh, – it's going to be tough sledding for us going through. Well, I knew that I was screwed uh, before the year started. You definitely had higher expectations than I did. See <clears> – <throat> And my expectations were high because I was assuming I'm like, you give Watson a full training camp, he's gonna come out and he'll be he'll be he'll show some flashes. And I mean, I know it's only been two games so far this season, but you want to talk about real depression here for Trayvon Diggs? Torn ACL. And he had plans to go to the Beyonce concert tonight, ATT Stadium. Hmm. Well, I mean, it, it, that's Queen B, Doug. Torn ACL or not, you're making your way to the handicap section for that puppy. I mean, I definitely would do everything within my power to go see that. If I had a stroke and I was in the hospital for a couple hours and I knew I was missing my Beyonce concert, like I woke up from a mini stroke, you bet your sweet ass I'm going to that concert. See, I'll be honest with you. I'm not even like a – if you if you had a gun to my head and said name four Beyonce songs, or you, you do even better. If you had a gun to my head and said name one Beyonce song that's come out in the last three, four years, I'd be dead. I don't think there's any, though. Oh, she had that, that Lemonade album I think she did was less than three, four years ago. Shit, I'm stuck with all like the the old old songs. I'm yeah. just gonna say Rihanna's better than Beyonce. I mean, for music wise, yeah, but Rihanna was also yeah. like, that was our time though, growing up. You're like shut up and drive and all those fucking bangers way back in the day. Want you to make me feel like I'm the only girl in the world. And this might be a hot take, dude. I I'm I just don't really see the whole appeal of Rihanna. Like everyone's like, oh, she's like, she's so fucking sexy, she's so hot. She, is. Like, she is. Her four, if you took a tape measure from her eyebrows to where her hairline starts, it would probably read a foot and a half. She is. You you have had one of the worst takes in the history of the sports cave. How dare you disrespect Riri like that? Let me tell you something. She's I an attractive lady, 
but I could. There's way hotter chicks out there than Rihanna. Way, sure, way sure. hotter. Sure. I got, I got plenty of women above Rihanna, but she's hot. Um, I went to a concert in 2013. Uh, it was Rihanna and Eminem. Dude, she's wearing a see-through shirt. You could see nipples. It was awesome. And you're probably just jerking your little cock off in the crowd there. No, no, I, I don't think I would jerk off in public at a stadium with 90,000 people there. Well, then you're not living, son. Then you're, you're not living. Oh, my fucking Sounds like you've done that baseball me. experience. Oh, back's all fucked up from hockey last night. Oh, man, that's no good. Someone yeah. put you on your ass, little bitch. No, I fucking scored last night. That never happens. Got the team started with a little backdoor goal. How excited did you get after it? I, you always got to pretend like you've been there before, even though I'm, I'm not there very often. You just got to play it off cool. When I got to the bench, so I did a little couple fist bumps down low. I said, fuck yes. Fuck yes. Hmm. I'd like to hear. Is that, uh, uh, is that it for our injury uh, report? Unless there's anything else with injuries that we're missing out on other than the uh, questionables. Jamal Williams is probably out for the New Orleans Saints. So the Saints have one more week, and it looks like Trey Jones, I believe, is probably going to make the start with Alvin Kamara. Trey back. Jones Jr., baby. Alvin Kamara come back next week. Christian Watson has been practicing for the Green Bay Packers. I think that's just about it for injuries. That is pretty much it. I would have to agree with you on that. A lot of fucking injuries, man, this last week. Yeah, fantasy owners are pinching and squeezing. It's uh, been a rough season thus far, especially if you are Aaron Rodgers. Owners, Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins. Oh, and uh, Derrick Henry might miss Sunday as well. Yeah, I saw injury. that, which would be massive for the Browns. That would limit. be big. I one league. I had I have Derrick Henry, and I had Nick Chubb. Ooh, that's a that's. I mean, that seems like that'd be a fantastic one-two punch, but that is really coming back to bite you in the bum here. No, Brandon Ayuk tonight for the San Francisco 49ers. So if you have Debo Samuel, start him. No Brandon IU, Giants by Giants by 50. Well, Zach, we still have um our live parlay bets we gotta make live. I didn't do that last week. So let me just go over with everybody my uh five leg last week and we'll let you folks know if it hit or not. Well, mine and, lost. Uh, I'll tell you guys while Robbie's pulling his up, mine lost because half my parlay was Nick Chubb, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine lost. <laughs> I actually saw, I think it was DraftKings was offering um, voids. Were they? For any of one of the Nick Chubb prop bets that were taken. Not not the score app, not the one I use. Yeah, DraftKings normally good like that. Okay, here we go. Oh, Jesus Christ. I did terrible on all of them. Damn. Well, my six-leg parlay outside of Nick Chubb not going to touch down, neither did Jalen Waddle or Jamar Chase. Uh, the other three touchdown scores I had that hit were Derrick Henry, Travis Kelsey, and Saquon. Only one hit out of five for my five-leg parlay. I thought I had four out of five. Nope, I had one out wow. of five. You, you had four out of five just in the other way. Well, I forgot that the Lions choked. Yeah, my God, did they ever. Same old uh, Lions, baby. Same with the Packers. They choked. Uh, the Giants won by three. They were minus four and a half. The Texans, I took money line. And the only team that covered was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, minus two and a half. That well, so obviously, folks, what you're hearing here is don't take Robbie's advice in the parlays. Honestly, if we're going to be honest, he's right. I suck at and this. As I'm saying that, also, folks, let me give you a little bit of a disclaimer. 
Don't take my advice on parlays either, because I everything I touch will just break their leg, loses money. All right. Well, let's see if we you could uh, up your lead in picks now that you're up two on me now. Oh, yes. Well, I kept it a little bit uh, conservative this week, so there was a couple I wanted to take. There's, there's a few games though that are toss ups for me, like the Monday nighter with the Bengals. And the Rams. If Joe Burrow's playing, is he not playing? Like, I'm not really sure where to lean in that one, but. No. He's not playing? You don't know yet. I'm going to assume if they were smart, if the Bengals are so stupid for starting him week one, they should have listened to what what Jamar Chase said. Let the guy fucking rest where he's 100% because Jamar Chase called it. The climate they were playing in, the conditions with the rain. But he called it. He's like, I don't want this guy to come back, not that healthy, and get his injury re aggravated. Then he's dealing with it all season. And it's exactly what happened. And I'll be honest with you guys. If the Bengals say a Burrow's out for the next three three weeks, just for if they go 0-3 in those three weeks, you start off a season 0-5, you're not making the playoffs. Like, I'm sorry to just in the AFC. They might the, make playoffs. They, there's a chance, but they're definitely not winning the North unless Lamar oh gets Oh, God, hurt. no. There's no chance. So it's it's going to be very, very interesting for Bengals these next couple of weeks. But I will uh, I will go over my picks for these games. So get ready, baby. Uh, this game tonight uh, in a very close matchup. It's a real tough choice. I took the 49ers over the Giants. Same. This one was a tough one. Vikings and Chargers. This one was a tough one. That's what she said. I'm going <sighs> to. I have all my thing Vikings over Chargers. You know what? I'm going to keep that. I'm going to say the Vikings are going to beat the Chargers this week. I'm going to keep that as my my pick. Uh, before I go on, though, did you hear about the news? I don't know if it's real news from the Vikings camp or just what's Akers being set up there. Or, Cam, or uh, the Vikings trade for Cam Akers? No, apparently the Vikings are seriously, uh, con- if they go 0-3 to start the season, they're seriously contemplating blowing up the team to go for Caleb Williams. Like, to and go they for absolutely that. I would trade. I would trade uh, Kirk Cousins, and I would trade whatever assets you have on defense. I would trade everybody but Justin Jefferson. I was like, I would just get rid of. You have to keep him, obviously. But yep. Well, you're not uh, going to trade Hawkinson, I don't think. Yeah, that's true because he just made just signed to that big deal, made the trade for him last season. I tight end in football now. Who's who's the second highest paid in fo- uh, tight end in football? Second highest? Well, Waller's the highest, right? Was. Yep. I believe he was. I believe TJ Hawkinson got a little more money. If not, then it's one, two. But I know he's making more money than Kelsey. And that just goes to show you. By the way, if Travis Kelsey is getting off with Taylor Swift, good for you, bro. Congratulations. Oh, he's he so much better couple. than Taylor Swift. Come on. Taylor Swift is like cute, you know? Like I wouldn't I wouldn't I don't look at her and say she's sexy. She's just a, she's a So I don't know. I think he can do better. I picture him with like a voluptuous black woman, t- Travis Kelsey. Well, he was like with a real the, sexy mamacita. You know what I mean? Was with the black woman before. So he goes from a, a from a big booty, hot black girl to a number two pencil, who's a pretty good singer. I didn't have time to do my picks, and these guys playing old school Taylor Swift over here for Christ's sakes. You Isaiah, welcome to the show, brother. But Isaiah Fox Taylor Swift. We were both young. Can you turn this shit up? I close my eyes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Momo! Back in the summer air. 
Or just skip it to the part that Can I say, Romeo, say me, so we can be alone, I'll be waiting. Y'all be the prince and y'all be the princess. This is a love story, baby. Come on my chest. That was a hell of a duet right there. Someone clip that. I did a remix. I don't think you heard my last line, so we're just going to go over that real quick. Just going to pretend like I didn't say that. We lost a lot of people. That's that's on me right there. But if you're listening on the podcast, please appreciate what we did right there. That was, uh, well, Zachary. Back to sports. Your brother's stepfather. Uh, the sales official, he's the owner of the Ottawa Senators. Officially official. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I've known this for about months. I had to keep my mouth shut, but it, uh, he is deserves his it. Name, is his name Michael Andalor? And Lauer. That's amazing. That's crazy. Yeah, the guy's got a lot of cash. Okay. Let's go back to the picks. Everyone's back now. We got six views. Someone... <laughs> like, thank God that shit's done. Okay, back to the pick. So I'm taking the Vikings over Chargers. Next game, I have uh, the Bills over the Commanders. This will be the week where the Commanders can prove if they're for real or not, but uh, I think the Bills are just going to overpower them. Uh, next game, I have the New Orleans Saints over the Packers. I'm taking the Browns over the Titans. I'm taking the Jags over the Texans. I'm taking your New England Patriots over the Jets. Dolphins over the Broncos. Baltimore Ravens over the Colts. Geno Smith and the Seahawks taking down a Bryce Youngless Panthers. The Cowgirls over the Cardinals. Chiefs over the Bears. Uh, This was another tough one. I'm going to take the Steelers over the Raiders just from that fucking defense I saw last week. It was just incredible. Eagles over the Bucks, and as of now, I have the Bengals over the Rams, but that's another one that it, it doesn't pick them for me. But I, 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 the Bengals can't go zero and two, so I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna take them to beat the Rams. Hmm. Well, here we go with my pick. So I got the 49ers over the San Francisco Giants. The Giants have too many injuries today, including the probably the biggest injuries, not even Saquon's probably Andrew Thomas, um, and you got Evan Neal who's gonna be lining up probably with Nick Bosa all day long. That's gonna be. Advantage of Bosa because Evan Neal's looked absolutely terrible for them. Yeah, I have the apart. Patriots beating the Jets. Um, do you know when's the last time the Jets beat the New England Patriots? Fuck, I saw that stat today too. Well, in in the uh, in Gillette, right? Was it not the stat? Might have been Gillette, but I think it was like um, the last time that the Jets have gone into their home and won. It was like twenty years or something, wasn't it? Last time that I could recall, and I could be wrong, is um, the AFC Divisional game when Bart Scott was known for the famous "Can't wait." Well, you would know a lot better than I would, that's for sure. I actually went to this game when it started, and it was a back-and-forth game, and I really thought we were going to lose to them. It was back in November 27th of 2016 when the Patriots won 22-17. They've had 14 meetings, and the Patriots have won every single game. They have swept the Jets for seven seasons. Fuck, and this was like this. This was the one season where the Jets were like, we, we, got, Jets we got two wins against the Patriots. No, I thought they were going to split. I thought they were going to split this year. But now it's looking like a sweep. Yeah, I mean, Zach Wilson is just, we got to be on. If if Kirk Cousins does become available, the Jets have to do whatever they can to bring him in. Yeah, but think about, they're going to have to match up with the whole salary configuration, essentially, and that's going to 
they're going to have to give up someone really important. If you ask me, I'd well, rather just go with what I got with Zach Wilson and try to bring in a dude, backup quarterback that's available. You can't go with Zach Wilson. Man. This team actually has a chance. If they get a legitimate quarterback, they have a chance to compete for a Super Bowl. You're not going anywhere do, near a like, Super Bowl have, with Zach Wilson. They have most of the guys returning into next season. They'll have Garrett Wilson. They'll have Brees Hall. They're not going to have Dalvin. Are they going to have Aaron Rodgers? We don't know. Yeah. Yes. He's he's also going to be 40 years old coming off a of fucking Achilles surgery. He's not he's not Aaron Rodgers 31 years old slinging the ball with the Packers. I understand, but I'll take Aaron Rodgers with a messed up Achilles and a lot of other quarterbacks in the league. Me too, but I would also take a lot of other quarterbacks over Zach Wilson this year. With Even how guys- good that, with how good that Jets defense is, I'm going to use a comparison here when the Denver Broncos won the Super Bowl with Peyton Manning who couldn't throw football anymore. Aaron Rodgers would be levels ahead of that Peyton Manning that we saw, and the Jets could still win a championship based off of that defense that they have. You know who could be a very cheap option for the Jets to go after? And obviously, I'm, I am I have a special connection with this man because I'm a bit of a homer. Oh, Jesus Christ. Who am I going to say? You're going to say Baker Mayfield. No, I was going to say Jacoby Brissett. I think for some be, reason, I thought you were going to say Baker Mayfield. No, I, I think Brissett would be a great guy to overtake that. The guy just. He, I, said that, I said that last week. I mean, that should be because obviously he's not going to be expensive. You can get him for a very, very fair fucking price, I bet. Yeah, and probably. Look what, did, look what he did with Cleveland last year. It, Cleveland with hey, with, with, with uh, the Jets, if you look at their offenses last year, Jets are obviously a little bit more stacked offensively, but it's it's similar. we got two great running backs, a couple decent wide receivers. Jets are obviously more stacked than wide receiver and running back for sure this season, but you get a guy like Brissett, he's going to win you some games. And he's been there before. Let me see if I can find like the crazy list of quarterbacks that were um, mentioned by a bunch of people. Um, I've also seen Carson Wentz's name being thrown. I think you were saying that last week, but I mean, who knows what to expect from someone like that guy now? I don't think I'm going to be able to find it, unfortunately. Look through Twitter here, but I'll just give you a ton of lists of names that I remember seeing. Carson Wentz was one of them. Cam Newton. Matt Ryan, Jacoby Brissett, Gardner Minshew. This is our like guys that are backup quarterbacks or free agents. I think go Bob after. Bob just said Jameis Winston. That's another name that could be thrown up in there. Yep. Um, I don't know why Colin Kaepernick's name gets thrown around, but he won't. Don't even. Do you see that tweet? It was like uh, the New York Jets have turned down Colin Kaepernick's offer to join their team. Good. I know it's hypothetical, but yes, I, I'd be happy if they did. If it was like that, um, Cooper Rush, Trey Lance. Maybe Kyler Murray that could still try to go after, but I doubt it because he's got X amount of years left in his contracts. So you're basically and he's making a shit ton of money. That guy too. Uh, that'd be a tough contract to to take in for him. Ryan Tannehill. But here's my thing. Here's what the Jets would need to do for the next quarterback. You have to get someone that can scramble the pocket and make something happen outside of the pocket. So eliminate Matt Ryan. Eliminate Carson Wentz. Yeah. You can eliminate a lot of those quarterbacks. So the only quarterbacks that remain that I'd say that have a chance to join the team that they have to look at very closely to bring in Jacoby Brissett and Cam Newton. But Cam Newton, that's another question mark for me. It's like he looked so good, obviously, earlier on in his career, but it's just lately, it's like the whole Colin Kaepernick thing like with all, all the fucking political bullshit. Like Cam Newton, to me, in my opinion, is just not a good quarterback anymore. Well, Cam was never political the last couple of years. That's why I'm saying it. It's, but I'm saying he's like, like people are always like, oh, give Cam Newton a shot, give Colin Kaepernick a shot. It's like, but they look at Colin Kaepernick like, oh, he's not getting shots from his political views. Like, no, he's not getting shots because he sucks. Well, here's where I have Cam's back. When he was with the Patriots in his final year, once Edelman went down, could you name me his next best target that he had to throw to? 
Couldn't even tell you, to be honest with you. The mere freaking bird, who I don't think he's on that team anymore. If he was, he was on the Bears last year. In his final years with the Panthers, when McCaffrey was down, he didn't have a DJ more. He had no one to throw to. So in my in my defense with Cam, if I was the Jets, I'd take a close look at it. Now he has Garrett Wilson. He has Brees Hall. He has Dalvin Cook, CJ Uzuma. And you know, I, you know, his running game is, I mean, his camp fucking knew the guy could run a ball too. So for, yes. for a, like a so, scrambling quarterback, that might be one of their, that definitely probably should be something they should look at. If they can't bring in Jacoby Brissett, I don't know where Jacoby Brissett is. Cam Washington, out there. I think he's on Washington. You're right. He is on Washington. He's the backup for Howell. Hell, why don't you even call Atlanta? Taylor Heineke. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There's so many, there's so many quarterbacks that are available. What makes it really bad with them? Okay. Now Zach Wilson gets hurt. Do you know who's stepping in for quarterback for the rest of the game? Couldn't even tell you, to be honest with you. Randall Cobb. Oh, Jesus Christ. Was that not a wide receiver? See, pretty good. I knew that, huh? That's pretty good. I'm speculating. I'm speculating that. They don't want to bring in a quarterback because they don't want to hurt Zach Wilson's will feelings. Well, guess what? This is a fucking NFL. This is a business. Feelings should be the last thing you're goddamn thinking of. Yeah, and, I agree. I mean, I sh- I'm sure Zach Wilson can see it, too. He, every week he's probably going in there. And he is not confident because he just knows what he's how he's performing. He, The guy can't string together a fucking good throws, not even uh, nonetheless doing good games. You can't even get like two or three good drives going for Christ's sakes. Mm-hmm. The beauty for this team, though, is they do have two absolute studs at running back. But after Brees Hall's comments last week, did you see that? They're like, why'd you guys lose? I only touched the ball four times. He's not wrong. The, he should be getting way more touches than four, especially if Dal- Zach Wilson's your quarterback. Zach Wilson should be throwing the ball 20 max 27 times. That's it. You should be 27, winning your- dude. I would cut that in half. Of, I think I should be throwing the ball 10 times for how fucking shitty well, he is. When, throwing you have the damn ball. Like, when you have someone dynamic like Garrett Wilson, and yeah, Alan that's true. Hard, like, you know what I mean? You can't, you can't not give those guys touches. Like you, like Zach Wilson, the touchdown he had with Garrett Wilson was a perfect throw. Yeah, it was. He has shown, he's showing glimpses of it, but it's just, it's so inconsistent. The thing that the Jets should have done that I think I mentioned before the season started because Aaron Rodgers put on his Instagram story, they should have done whatever they could to bring in David Bakhtiari. Who's also Left injured hand. now, though. I mean, that, that guy also deals with a shit ton of injury problems, and apparently he's now out for the next couple of weeks, too. Another guy we should have mentioned in the injury uh, report. David Bakhtiari is still younger than Dwayne, um, Dwayne Brown. Yeah, Dwayne Brown. Yeah, but I mean, even if you bring him in, it's not like... There was no like contact on that injury. It was just from the fucking these shitty turf fields that they're going with now. Which I saw Bob made a comment about that earlier. But we were talking about the Nick Chubb injury, yeah, which obviously I remember. I remember seeing a tweet out there that it would cost the NFL thirty million dollars or something like that, like just millions of dollars. Millions of dollars to them is literally single dollars pennies. for us. It's you know like you can do it. And if you have a like I say a Monday night football game where you're seeing a premier back like someone like a Nick Chubb. That's going to prompt you to go in there and watch it, which is going to make the NFL more money. You start losing guys like this left, right, and center because of the Chubb, shitty fields you're doing. Nick Chubb was on grass. Yeah, yeah. But, but even when I saw Bob make the like, I mean, Nick Chubb, if he was on grass, fucking concrete, fucking water, he would have torn his knee 10 times out of 10 in that play. That was just the the contact of the hit directly yeah, yeah. right to the knee. Thank you about that. All right, I got to get back to the rest of my picks here. We got yes, yes, yeah. We're getting we're getting crazy here. That was good. That was good conversation there. That was beautiful. 
So I had the Patriots being the Jets. The Ravens are going to beat the Colts. Uh, Anthony Richardson, I believe, is questionable, but most likely in doubt of playing. I have your Cleveland Browns being the Tennessee Titans, and the reason for that is number one: if Derrick Henry doesn't play, yeah, that's what that was but, my main choice but, too. If, in if that Derrick one. Henry does play, let's say he does play, Titans are beating the Browns. I don't think a toe injury is going to stop him from running crazy on y'all. We got. I mean, our defense is pretty good though. Miles Garrett, Zadarius Smith, you definitely well, have a good Zadarius Smith though. If we're talking about injuries, not sure if he's playing next game either. So, well, perfect. Then I would still take the Titans if they had. Um, Derrick Henry, but my final pick is going to be with the Browns over the Titans. I wanted to think about taking the Broncos over the Dolphins, but there's no way I could do it. Like I want to believe in Russ and I want to believe in Sean Payton. Washed. I believe in Payton. I don't believe in Russ. Washed. He's washed. Dolphins will beat the Broncos, and it looks like there's going to be no Jalen Waddle as well for this game with a concussion. That's a tough loss for the Dolphins. Well, I mean, I guess it's a tough loss, but they still got weapons. They still Another got team- weapons. Another game, I know it's so like right there about the Bills, but again, I really wanted to think about the Commanders. I mean, these are games I mean, that these might be the games where it's like these should be wins, and it's like this is where they uh, as you say that I could definitely see the Commanders winning that game. That they're Me not too. a bad fucking team at all. The running game, the running game has been well. Um, Sam Howell's looked pretty well. The defense didn't look good against the Denver Broncos, but when you still have uh Montez Sweat and Chase Young leading the uh, front seven there. They looked they they look pretty good in the out. second half of that game. The first half was an absolute wash for them. The second half, they came back and played. Yeah, but um, like you said, I'm not taking no risks. I'm going to go with the Bills over the Commanders. Another one. The Atlanta Falcons have looked so, so good. They've looked great the last two weeks. But then again, Panthers, and they probably should have lost that game to Green Bay. Yeah. Um. And you got the Lions fully healthy outside of uh, Williams, obviously. I, I went with the Detroit Lions. Lions over the Falcons. You had the Green Bay Packers hosting New Orleans Saints. Who did you go with here? I picked the Saints. Well, I got the Green Bay Packers with the pre- potential return of Christian Watson, who's been practicing. I think it's going to make yeah, a no, significant... Yeah, I kind of forgot about these guys coming back, to be honest with you. But you know what? I'm going to stick with my guts. Locked I'm going to stick with my right. pick. Yeah. Locked in. You can't unlock them. Once they're locked, they're locked. Did you're you hear stuck. what I just said? Fuck stick. I said I'm sticking with my picks. I just want to make sure that you weren't going to be a little bitch. Do your damn bit. Oh, did you freeze? That's right. I'm going to have to. Saints will suffer the first loss of the season. Uh, Jacksonville will absolutely stomp on the Texans. The Minnesota Vikings and the Los Angeles Chargers. The battle of the 0-2 teams. Here's what I say. If the Vikings lose this game, like you said, clear house. Time to get rid of everybody. Get out of it. If the Chargers go 0-3, God, I don't you know how I felt about fire, this. If, if that is fire not, him. If that is not like more of an example why you need to fire Brandon Staley, then we need to go to the front office there. Bring bring a therapist. Bring every doctor in the world as well. And see and what make sure this guy is mentally okay. Well, he's obviously very far down on the spectrum if he doesn't fire him if they go 0-3 after that season last year. You have to, bro. There's no if, answer, but you have to fire this guy. If I were him, I would actually tell Staley before that game, say, hey, bud, just so you know, if you lose this game, get your resume ready because you're out of here. Not for nothing. When you blow that big of a lead in the playoffs, not the Super Bowl like Dan Quinn. Like I understand the Falcons keep it Dan Quinn. In the playoffs, in the first round, like Two- that? Too, I mean, I know Jacksonville's a good team too, but we're looking at a team that has no experience. And you get in there and you do that—that that is a debacle. 
we're talking about a guy that his year before was nowhere close to the same spectrum as Justin Herbert, the Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence was terrible his rookie year, obviously, with their Meyer makes sense. Yeah. To me, I think this is the game where the team that gets their first win of the season will be the Minnesota Vikings. And if Monday, when we come on the show Monday or next Thursday, and Brandon Staley is not fired, I think there's a good chance we might see Los Angeles Chargers finishing last in the AFC West. I mean, if at this point, yeah, I'm, I can't even disagree with you on that one. Say, well, what about all the numbers Justin Herbert's putting up? Yeah, he's put up significant numbers. But they're losing. They're losing. Like I don't want I don't want to, I don't want the excuse about Austin Eckler probably missing the game and last game. You have Mike Williams, you have Keenan Allen who had two touchdown receptions, you have Gerald Everett, you have a great offensive line, and for you have a great defense. And this backup running back that's taken Eckler's spot has been unbelievable. He wasn't so He's good been... last week, Josh Kelly, but when he took when he played week one, he was awesome. There's no excuses for that team. There's no way that that team should be going 0-3, but I agree with you. I think the Vikings are going to take that game down, and it's going to be a lot of questions to be answered in L.A. Seahawks are going to beat the uh, Carolina Panthers without Bryce Young. The Kansas City Chiefs will destroy the Bears. And uh, this is I wanted. I remember when I was doing the show, Kyle, he really wanted Justin Fields, I believe. This is why I'm so glad the Patriots don't have Justin Fields. He is so shit. Did you see that video on Twitter? Where he's in yeah. the pocket and the guy is just yeah. compl- he's looking right at him wide open and he gets a sack. He gets sacked yeah. instead. Yeah, because he runs like straight. He tries to like run through right, the line. Yeah, right into the fucking lineman. That's smart when you have 350 pound Vita Vea right there. Not going to happen. Um, the Steelers going to Vegas to take on the Raiders. The Raiders defense is terrible. The Steelers defense is phenomenal. The Raiders offensive looked decent. You know, Jimmy Garoppolo is just a game manager where the Steelers offense has looked terrible. But defense wins games and championships. That's the motto. So I'm going Pittsburgh Steelers here. Another game, Zach. Eagles and Tampa. I really want to believe in Baker Mayfield. And the defense, fully healthy with the Buccaneers, with the defensive mind head coach and Todd Bowles, they've looked incredible. But I think this is a game where the Eagles shake off the rust. Yeah, they I figure think so it too. out and they destroy Tampa. Eagles I- win. This could be the uh, the the one eighty for Tampa Bay. I think this game, to be honest with you, potentially, potentially, and the Monday Night Football game, the Los Angeles Rams going to Cincinnati to take on the Bengals. Joe Burrow up in the air. Don't know if he's going to play. Don't know if he's going to sit. But what I do know is that the Rams have Aaron Donald going up against the worst offensive line in football with Joe Burrow, with no Joe Burrow. I'm going with the Rams. We have a chance of being tied after this week. We got two different picks. We do. I had Los Angeles Rams going into Cincinnati and taking down the Bengals. That could be detrimental to this, to this Bengals uh, season here. So oh, I can't stop fucking. I would not count them out They're Depending the severity of Joe Burrow's injury. Now, here's the time where I'm going to make my live bet. I don't know what I'm getting myself into. Do the Yankees have their own thing, like menu here that I saw? They do. That's disgusting. All right, so the Niners are 10.5-point favorites against the New York Giants. I'm staying away from that. 
The Browns are three and a half point favorites against the Titans. I'm staying away from that. Minnesota's one one and a half against the Chargers. I'm going to stay away from that. The Patriots are two and a half point. These are all favorites, by the way. Yeah. The Patriots are two and a half points. I will take the Patriots minus two and a half. I can see that happen. The Bills are six and a half for the uh, favorites. I'm going to stay away from that from right now. Like, I want to make a five leg. That's all I've been doing the last couple of weeks. We're going to stick with the five legs. Right now, I'm going to stay away from it. I'm going to look back. Texans or the Jaguars are eight and a half point favorites. Staying away from that. Ravens yeah. are eight and a half. Staying away from that. Lions are three point favorites against the, uh, the Falcons here. I'm going to stay away from that. Packers are one and a half. I'm going to take that. Dolphins are six and a half against the Broncos. I'm going to take that. Seahawks are six and a half. Staying away from that. Chiefs, 12 and a half, staying away. Cowboys, 12 and a half against the Cardinals in Arizona. I could I could definitely see that happening. I think that's going to be a blowout. But with the Trayvon Diggs injury, it makes me scared. So I'm going to take yeah, the Cardinals. <laughs> it's a Trayvon Diggs injury. Yeah, but look who's the quarterback of the fucking Cardinals when he's throwing the ball. I Well, he ran the ball pretty well. Exactly. But Trayvon Diggs has nothing to do with a run. All right. You know what? You convinced me. I'm staying away from that. Steelers are underdogs, two and a half. I'll take the money line plus 120. And the Rams are plus three. I'm going to take the money line. We are looking at a ten dollar bet paying out three thirty nine oh eight. What were the picks again? You have who was that three you had on that thing, or is there five? Five. Patriots minus two and a half. Packers minus one and a half. Dolphins minus six and a half. Steelers plus one twenty. Rams plus one thirty. So that right there, folks, that is the sports cave live parlay. Robbie live parlay. Zach's too puss. I haven't even looked at it to be honest with you. I can do a little uh. I can make something up here real quick. I think you should. Let me pull out the uh, score betting app here. The betting has not gone my way so far this season, folks. So oh, let's uh, let's see what we got here. Uh, Robbie is doing a bunch of the spreads. So let me just open up the NFL here. Um, okay. Well, you know what? I'll start off right now. I'm going to take... Uh, I, I honestly I might put the Giants down plus ten and a half on this uh, on this on this tick. I know they don't have Saquon, but you know what? Actually, false alarm. I'm going to stay away from that game because that's that's a tough one. That's a tough yeah, one right there. Everyone, up oh, Jake Bowers three run home run. Well, go Jays. Um, I'll take the Lions minus three against the Falcons. I will take the Tennessee Titans plus three and a half against the Browns. I think that's going to be a, a field goal game. Uh, I'll stick with you with the Dolphins minus six and a half. There's three. Um, I will take the Vikings minus one on my apps. There's four. And last but not least, I'm going to take the Ravens minus seven and a half. I think I have different. Uh, I got different spreads than what you had there. So yeah, we got mine was eight for the Ravens. I got Ravens seven and a half. Vikings minus one. Uh, I have the. Lions minus three, Tennessee Titans plus three and a half. And then I, what was the fifth one I had? Oh, uh, I already said Vikings, right? Yes. Then my fifth one, I'll say fucking, I'll take the Dolphins minus six and a half in Denver. Said that You said that. Okay. They're so. in Miami. They're in Miami. They're in Miami. They are so much in Miami. I fucked up. I fucked up. That was me earlier. 
So I had Baltimore seven and a half, Vikings one and a half, uh, Tennessee Titans plus three and a half, Lions minus three. There's four. For the last game, I will take the Jacksonville Jaguars minus eight and a half. That's what I like to hear. Zach, we didn't have this on the list, but it's very important to talk about because I think this concludes our NFL talk. As he drinks in honor of his uh, boy there, Nick Chubb. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Chubb. Um, We have a stacked Saturday for college football. Yes. Let's just take a good look at the top 25 here, what we got. First game that stands out. Although they're unranked, they could make some noise. Clemson and Florida State. Can Dabo Sweeney change his reputation, or is Florida State just going to trample them in Clemson? After Florida State's game last week, I don't, I'm don't. i not too sold on them. So I, I could see Clemson keeping this one a pretty tight game. Vegas really believes in Oregon. Oregon are 21-point favorites against Colorado. Wow. Okay, I'll tell you one thing right now. Travis Hunter being out in that game is going to be massive. I still think Colorado will cover. I don't think Colorado is going to win. I, I have a feeling Colorado will, in fact, lose the next two weeks against Oregon and USC, but it's, it won't be a 20-and-a-half-point fucking game. There's no way. I think they're actually going to beat Oregon. Really? Yes. That loss of Travis Hunter is fucking I understand massive. how difficult it is, but Shadier Sanders has been the second-best quarterback in college football. I think he might be the best quarterback like for, so far this season. I love to showing. know what the over-under is for this game because you know what? You might want to take the over. Oh, it's got to be like 75. 69. I was joking when I said 75. That is an insane over. It's probably going to go over. It is college. Um, UCLA and Utah. Utah are six-point favorites. The number 13th ranked Alabama hosting Ole Miss. And Alabama's had their way with Ole Miss for years. Until um, this Saturday. Alabama's not a good team this year. I could I could see Ole Miss beating them. They're just they're not a good team. They don't have a quarterback. They have a terrible I was say, quarterback. The a problem. Yeah. Um Washington State against Oregon State. This, Zachary. Your eyes will probably be glued to the television this Saturday. Ohio State Buckeyes versus Notre Dame going in to fight the Irish this week, baby. And this is a college playoff game, in my opinion, for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Because we all we, you got Michigan at the end of the season on the list, too. You can't lose two games to Notre Dame and Michigan. You have to fucking be one of them. You got to be one of them. And I think Notre Dame, easier opponent to take down than Michigan. But that's not saying much because Notre Dame is still a hell of a fucking team, too. But that, I think that will be the, the game of the week. And Ohio State, I mean, obviously they played Western Kentucky last week. Who I did find out is the number one offensive team in NCAA statistically, which I thought was fucking hilarious. Yeah, but they're probably playing teams like... Yeah, but that's where those, the stats are obviously very, very uh, jaded. But I don't know, man. Our quarterback's looking pretty good at Ohio State now. We got the two of the three or two of the five best receivers in the nation. I could see the Buckeyes taking this one. There's a chance. There's a chance. And last one, Penn State hosting Iowa. Good week for college football. Also, um, we'll see. We'll think about it. If my softball tournament gets rained out Saturday, I might go sit in the rain. Let's go Huskies. Let's take down number 18 Duke. 
Bing bang. You know, as we were talking about that, uh, the Colorado or Deion Sanders and the Buffaloes there, uh, the guy that actually injured Travis Scott last week, the guy from uh, Colorado State, I don't have the gentleman's name. Do his So his home address, his cell phone number, home phone number was all released on Twitter, and he is being bombarded with death threats. In my opinion, I'm, I'm a passionate sports fan. If you take the time out of your day, to message, and this is coming from a guy that almost sent Mika Fitzpatrick a fucking death threat on, on Monday. But if you take the time out of your day and you actually sit there and message a human being playing a fucking sport that he should die because of a late hit, you are the biggest loser on planet Earth. But there's there's just nothing to say. You are a zero. These there's are only one time there's only one time I ever like threatened someone with death via messaging, and I'll be completely honest here. Sandy Hook shooting. They released the Adam Lance's brother's name. And I was like, you come try that over here. I'll tell you where I'm at right now and I'll beat the hell out of you. You want to take advantage of little kids? I'll fucking kill you. You sent that to the brother? Yeah, because that's who the name was put out first. But this that's poor guy, this poor guy is just born into this family and you're giving this guy death threats. Well, initially, we all thought he was the one shooting the little children at Sandy Hook. That was a name that was released at first. And then 20 minutes later, they're like, oh, it's Adam Lanza. You're like, who would you write? Just false alarm, buddy. My bad. No, because he blocked me by then. He deactivated his Facebook. He, I wasn't the only one. There was a ton of people doing it. It's, it's stories like that where I'm very happy to live in Canada because in my 27 years, there has been one elementary school shut up. Man's in Sandy Hook. I can't tell you the amount of you know, school shootings there, man. It's really it's disgusting. Robbie, can you hold the fort down for uh for one minute? Depends. Uh, are we completely done with college football? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. You want me to move into then while I hold down the fort? Um, let me open up my note. I got to piss like a fucking racehorse here. Um, you know what? Before I go to take a little squirt here, I'll just go through the NHL news real quick because there's really not much to talk about with that, are and then we'll sure? get into. You definitely got a squirt. I can see in your face. Yeah. You know what? Okay. We'll go into MLB then. And uh, Robbie, we can discuss uh, a little bit of this wild card race going on with AL and NL. It's very close in, in both divisions. Jays are heating up a little bit right now. Give me one minute. I'll be right back. I'll give you plenty of minutes while you're doing that. I am going to look up the wild card race here. Um, it's been confirmed. The Boston Red Sox are officially eliminated from playoff contention. Um, I think Red Sox fans going into this year expected those results, but for it to come this close into the season, I think Red Sox fans are somewhat satisfied with their um, production this year and 75 and 78 thus far. Um, we'll see where they finish out. I mean, they still have a chance to go over uh, 500 here. Um, right now in the AL, the Tampa Bay Rays cover the number one spot in the wild card at 94 and 60. They have the second best record behind the Orioles. They have a better record than the central leading Minnesota twins at 81 and 72 and the Houston Astros at 85 and 68. And the Toronto Blue Jays are only one game behind right now at 85, 67. That could all change. They could be 86 and 67. They have a better record than the Astros and the number two. And then tied at 84 and 68, we have the Seattle Manners and the Texas Rangers with the Yankees trailing eight games and most likely, well, not most likely, done for the year. Yeah, they're done now. The Jays are putting a bit of a uh, 
I mean, right now we're, we're putting a uh, nail in your guys' season, but you guys have a very good chance uh, in the next couple of days. I think we play you guys again in another series, right? Three games in Toronto. I mean, that, that could be very detrimental to this Blue Jays postseason. So let's uh, let's keep riding. Vladdy Guerrero's uh, been officially ruled out for tonight. So He sucks anyways. Just ask Johnny. He don't like Vladdy Lely. Well, if you look at the uh, statistics defensively, I believe Vlad, Vladry, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. ranks number one as the shittiest defensive first baseman in MLB this year. So maybe it's better if we just lead that big, fat fucking slob of baseball just off the list for a little bit. Let him think about his actions. You're talking about Vladdy or you're talking about Alec Manea? You know what? Actually, I got to. You have a fat problem in Toronto. Hold on. You have a fat problem in Toronto. No, first you have of all. The, no, 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 no. You have Vladdy, there's a fat problem in baseball. Vladdy, Alec Manea, and Alejandro Kirk. Yeah, because they're baseball players. You could be a fucking bowling ball and still be a professional athlete when you play baseball. Just tell me one other fat bastard that's in baseball right now. One other fat bastard that's in baseball fat. right now. Uh, Kyle Schwarber. Yeah, but he doesn't move like a, bio, a you know bag of bricks. He doesn't move at all. The guy hits either a single or a home run every time he's at the goddamn plate. 40 home runs plus. He has more home runs than singles this year. Yeah, and I don't, he might have four doubles because he's not running to second base. There's no chance in fucking hell he's uh-huh. making it there. But he plays left field. Well, that you asked me to name a fat bastard in the MLB, and I named one. Yeah, I but I don't, think compares, I don't think he compares anything close to Vladdy and Alejandro. Kirk. Okay, maybe not Kirk. Kirk is obviously that guy is verging on diabetes right now. But Vladdy is, <laughs> I think Vladdy actually needs to get more fat. He that, does. He that's better he fat than he did lose awesome. thirty pounds. Yeah, I agree. So I mean, but the whole Kirk, the um, sorry, you you said Alec Manoa too. I got I gotta not take back what I said because I still think he is a a fat piece of shit. But all the news that came out about him this week about how he didn't report to AAA and everyone's like, oh, what a piece of shit. He didn't report AAA. He didn't report because he's been injured. He was telling him his arm was fucked up and they came out today. He needed a bunch of injections for his arm. He's done for the season, which we all knew was going to happen, but I'm not a big Manoa guy, to be honest with you. The way he handled this season, in my opinion, is a little bit unprofessional, a little bit pathetic, but I got so back. Well, I'm, I'm going to take back what I said about, about him not reporting because he's a fucking puffing his chest out high and I'm like, oh, I'm better than fucking triple I don't, I don't believe that he thinks he's better than, than that demotion. I think he knows right where he's at, but the full story is it, it, it's the exact same thing as, uh, who was buddy's wife that I called a, a dumb whore bitch. That one episode, you, you went worse than that, but it was Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. So, you know what? Right there. That's where I got to wait for the news to come out, folks. I'm learning my lessons here. I'm learning my lessons. No, you're not. You're going to say worse, worse things in the National League. As I let out a belt tree here, please hold. Excuse me. Thank you. Um, take your skirt off next time you have a burp like that. What's the matter with you? I got my grandparents out there. I don't want to be disrespectful. That's so gay, dude. Two more weeks and they head back down to Florida. So you know what that means, folks. In two more weeks, you're uh decibel levels are going to go through the roof in this podcast because Robbie, Correct. Uh, especially when things go bad. Like a like a cheap whore, Robbie is a screamer, as we call him. Do you remember how loud I got last year when they fired Steve Nash in that episode? Oh yes. Oh, I recall that. Kyle, even Kyle was like, "Whoa." <laughs> um, National League here, we have the Phillies at 
the top here, 83 and 69. They're four games ahead of the Diamondbacks, who are a game and a half ahead of the Cubs. The Marlins, my Miami Marlins, are just a half game out. We're rooting for the Marlins. Sorry, Trevor, not sorry. Well, Trevor, if you guys pass the Diamondbacks and we pass the Diamondbacks, then, you know, fair game's fair game. The Cincinnati Reds are a game out. The Giants are three games out. The Padres are winners of seven consecutive games, Zach. They're four and a half out. Are they making a late push here? Is that a team that people should right. be worried about right now? I mean, it's... If the Padres get in, yes. Xander Bogarts, Juan Soto, Manny Machado, Fernando Tatis, Trent Grisham, Blake Snell is probably the NL signing of the year. I understand how incredible Spencer Strider's been, but Blake Snell has just been, I feel like, better in recent months. I think Strider got off to a better start of the season, clearly because Blake Snell was terrible. So Gary Sanchez, ironically, yeah. became um, they're without you, Darvish, for the rest of the year. They still have Josh Hader. The Padres make it in. They can make a push for another um, uh, NLCS run. I, I really, really do believe it. You can't ignore the talent that's on paper there. Can't well, that's also that's why I love sports like baseball. Like I mean, you look at sports like basketball and football. Like when they go into those playoffs. Obviously, there's there's upsets that happen, but you, you genuinely know the first couple rounds who's going to beat who. Whereas, like, baseball's like hockey. It's all about the team that comes in with that momentum. Like, if you come in with a hot fucking end of the season, like the Padres are having right now, they say they rifle off. If they have 10 games left, say they rifle off seven wins in those 10 games, they're going in with a lot of confidence in that playoff. Yeah. Um, I was talking with some buddies at work today. If I had to pick the most unpredictable World Series winner in the 21st century, and there's a lot of candidates there. You have the 2001 Arizona Dimebacks who came back against the Yankees. You have the 2002 Los Angeles Angels who took down Barry Bonds and the Giants, but the Giants was literally just Barry Bonds with little little uh, J.D. Snow. Yeah. Um, you got to throw the Phillies in there when they won. Well, when the Phillies won in 07, I feel like that was justified. No, oh, wait, the, oh, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait. I'm, I'm talking when they won in, like, 2020. Or sorry, not Phillies, Nationals, Nationals, my apologies. That Nationals. was the team I was going to say was yeah. the most unpredictable team to win the World Series. Fresh off again, no, not the 2004 Boston Red Sox. The second that I got past the New York Yankees, you knew they were going to beat the, the St. Louis Cardinals. No. Um, the run that they made in the ALCS, yes, that was unpredictable, but I'm just talking World Series championships. Yeah. Because um, they got close in 2003, took Aaron Boone, game seven, extra innings. I remember staying up late for that game. My mom, I missed, I missed the next day of school. We were up so late watching that thing. Um, she trooped to work. Um, yeah, the Nationals. So anything is possible. The Phillies, last year, they implemented the extra team and the wild card, which is beautiful that they have 12 teams for baseball. How it should always be. For the World Series. Yeah, and almost had it. Almost did it. No, no, no. He, he's missing what I'm saying here. Yes, because the Yankees blown a 3 nothing lead. I'm talking, we're going into the season. Pre-expectations. Shit teams, Bob, is what we're getting up here. Teams that there's no, like, Bryce Red Sox. Harper, and first year in Philly. No, like, we understood that Juan Soto was coming up, but we didn't know what we were going to get out of Juan Soto. And they found a way to make it, let alone to the playoffs, the World Series and win it. Yeah. And who, who they beat, the Dodgers that year? or the Not the Dodgers, no, right? the, the Astros. Astros. Well, yeah. They beat the Dodgers to get into there, but they beat the Astros. Thanks to Howie Kendrick. Okay, I can tell you right now that's the first time I've heard that name. Exactly. Exactly. Um yeah. The postseason is starting up soon. Um Shohei Otani is probably getting 
he's shut down for the rest of the year, as we talked about, probably getting surgery very soon. He also Jason probably kissed surgery a hundred million dollars away, maybe. Would that be would that be a good guess? I think some you know, I I really think the Red Sox are gonna overpay for him. But we want to go to the Red Sox. He wants to stay out west. Masataka Yoshida. But when you get to this, like when you're at a point like Shohei Otani, if you have a team like the Red Sox offering you, say, $600 million for, just throwing numbers out there, say $600 million for 10 years, or you have a team like the Dodgers offering you $450 million for 10 years, is there really a difference between having $450 million and $600 million? You can live the exact same lifestyle. I guess, but I mean, it doesn't hurt to have $150 million extra freaking dollars. It also doesn't hurt to have a World Series championship ring on your finger, though, which you will not be getting if you go to the Red Sox. He could. Yes, he could. I just don't see. I don't I look. look well, they have one of the best farm farm systems in baseball right now. They have, I think, three prospects in the top 50 right now. Interesting. Cassis will be in the second year and Jared Duran made significant steps um, from last year. He looked really good this year. Trevor Story, Rafael Devers. The only thing they really got to improve on is the pitching. That's your new ace. Yeah, shouldn't let Evaldi go down, that's for sure. Shouldn't let that guy leave. No, they shouldn't have. I thought that was a big mistake on their end. I think that's the biggest mistake. You can you can get away with Bogarts knowing that you had Trevor's story. Like that was kind of like a, a a backup plan, even though you know he got injured and he missed most of the year. Yeah. You can live without um JD Martinez, you know, getting up there in age. Evaldi's not young. But we saw what he was doing with them the last couple of years, and he was their best pitcher by far, and they just let him go. For the Rangers, till he got hurt. Yep. Yeah, the Rangers are battling some injuries right now, too. They got him hurt. They got uh, the fuck's Scherzer, the Scherzer. Yeah, Scherzer's out. Well, DeGrom's been out the entire season, but Scherzer just got know, injured, but, too. Like, yeah. Adolius Garcia, I think, got hurt. It's tough. It's tough sledding right now for the Rangers, and I'm loving it. What the Rangers ever do to you outside of Odor kicking Jose Batista's ass? That's why I don't like him. We also have, actually, I should say this, though. My most fond baseball memory of my entire life was against the Rangers. So thank you very much for being a team. And thank you for having Sam Dyson as a pitcher that we could mash up in the seventh inning of that game five. That's fair. So um, baseball postseason's coming up soon. I think we got two weeks left of the regular season next week and the beginning of October. And then that's it. And then we're on to October baseball. And although my Yankees will be eliminated, knock on wood about the Blue Jays, I will be paying attention. I will watch every Blue Jays game so I can make sure I can talk with Zach and we uh, have our perspectives because that's why I am a journalist. I have a a podcast question here, actually, from our buddy Tony as a a fan. He texted me, not wrote it in in the chat like an idiot. (laughs) <laughs> um, but going back to football real quick He's saying uh, what do you guys think about picking up Brita the backup running back for the uh, For the Giants and I'll tell you one thing Right now Tony from my research yeah. of this guy uh, Don't do it Really the guy's been around the league He's a shit running back I, He's he's going to get stuffed left right and center Left right but, and center by is, What are his other options though that's the key thing What are his other options well, Let me ask him Like I'm in a 12 man league I'm lucky I got Jerome Ford. Yeah, because it is looking like, at least for the next few weeks, he will be the starting back for uh, for the Browns. I think it's going to get to a point for that team this season where they're not going to have a starting running back. It's just going to be who's ever hot. Yeah, essentially, maybe. 
But let's go back. Uh, I, I guess we're probably done with the baseball talk too, eh? The freaking uh, playoffs are on the way. Now that your uh, urine is out of your system, why don't you talk about the Boston Bruins? After all these retirements, it's time to fill in some captain voids. Boston Bruins, um, a few days after releasing what I'm going to say are some of the most horrific New Jerseys I've ever seen in my entire life for oh my 100 God, season. Yes. Just, oh, my God. If they would have taken two of those stripes off of the of the the armbands there, whatever, they would actually look pretty nice. But way too much shit happened with those jerseys. Um, But they announced uh, Brad Marchand, which is pretty obvious, to be their new captain after Patrice Bergeron retires. You know, I saw a thing today, Robbie, that there's eight NHL teams right now that don't have a captain. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Which is pretty freaking ridiculous, if you ask me. But uh, Brad Marchand, rightfully so, named the new captain of the Boston Bruins. Um, I think when he is finished with his career, he'll either pass the torch off to someone like a Pasternak or you actually probably more so Charlie McAvoy. I think he probably would get the captaincy over over Pasternak just for the language barrier and and all that shit going on. I mean, if you're if you're a captain, you got to be a leader. I'm not saying Pasternak's English is bad by any means, but I just look at someone like a McAvoy being more of a shutdown leader, someone that can fire his boys up. So I think that would be my next pick for their captaincy. But Brad Marchand, for at least the next three, four years until he retires, he will be the captain of the Bruins. Good for him. Uh, and then uh, the last little bit of hockey news. Not much going on this week, folks, but they're doing the um, the NHL. I guess it's like a rookie prospect tournament sort of thing where it's all the guys being drafted and whatever. Uh, Connor Bedard in his first game in this rookie prospect I tournament, not even just got a hat trick, but three absolutely disgusting goals. But you want to know what I find pretty funny, Robbie? So, so obviously a guy like Bedard, he's going to make the headlines because he's the next generational talent coming into the league. Adam Fantilli that went third overall to the Columbus Blue Jackets in his first game in that rookie tournament, got a hat trick and two assists for five points. And there wasn't one person even talking about it. Yeah, because Connor Bedard is so generational. It's kind of like what's going to happen in the NBA this year with Victor Wembanyama. Like he can have like twelve points, ten rebounds, and Brandon Miller has like twenty-seven points, seven rebounds, and eight assists. But we'll be talking about Wembanyama. Yeah, exactly. It's 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 obviously the name that's going to draw the attraction. But I'm I'm telling you, if you're a Columbus Blue Jackets fan, you guys got a dog in Adam Fantilli on your team this year. And now that this whole Babcock bullshit's fucking taken out, and he's gone away from this team. It's exciting for Columbus. I, they're not going to make any splash this year, but that's, this could be a team you got to watch out for the next couple of years. All right. Now listen here, you son of a bitch. We need to get this fantasy hockey league in motion. I'm literally taking down names right now. People are interested. So right now I have me, you, dad, my buddy, Frank. Marcus said he'd do it. Ploof. Who are some friends you got? I could probably so right now. I'm in two fantasy leagues with a few of my buddies, so I don't want to do any more than two. But I could, I could probably. How many is that? Like six we have there. Six. If we can get eight, that's a league right there. But ten is like the ten ideal. Ten would be number. ideal. I, there's a few guys I could definitely get to come in. Like my buddy Joe, I could probably convince him to come in. He's not. Uh, he's not in any fancy hockey leagues. Joe. Okay. Who else? Um, my buddy Dan, who I just got to join a hundred dollar league in Canada. So it's probably like eighty bucks. Your guys's money. Ryan, I think said he'd be down. That's nine. I get I can get the spots filled. I'll work on it a lot this week. I'll get uh, some shit. You gotta send me their emails and shit. That we'll make a group chat or something. We'll make a group chat, Snapchat. I can't wait to just demolish Bob. <laughs> you probably will demolish us. It's our first year in fantasy hockey. I don't understand how it goes. I'm gonna have to watch YouTube videos to see how I can make the best team. 
if I wasn't so lazy, Let's I would be go honest. over. So and, when what what round do you normally pick a goalie? Well, it depends. In my keeper league, I picked a goalie in the second round. It all really depends on who's available. Like I mean, it's I, at the time I picked Vasilevsky. This is going back like four years ago now, when he was the fucking guy. But you got to realize so goalie if categories. Igor, if someone took Igor Shosturkin in the third round, would that be crazy? Not crazy at all, because there's in my league, anyways. There's I think seven offensive categories, and then there's five goalie categories. So you sweep the goalie categories, you have a good chance of winning every single week. Well, I say we do this on Yahoo because I do Yahoo for like every league. That's yeah, that's the only one I use. Perfect. Yeah, I would say you set up it this weekend, and you know we get shit going with this. This will be fun. We'll set it up. This we'll have a. This will help me learn about hockey more. To be honest. That that's why I wanted to join baseball this year too. I I feel like I've gained a little bit of knowledge playing. Actually, I won my one baseball fantasy this year. So you did. We're still waiting to see what's going to happen in my league. Who's going to win it? Uh, it looks like Volpe is going to take that one down. Bob uh, had a very triumphant uh, season, but he looks like he's going to be dethroned. Ooh, damn, damn. I hate to see it. Um. All right. Is that all we got for hockey? That's all we got for hockey and. Uh, the only really little NBA news that I had here, let me pull this up, uh, was it's what I saw Buddy today. Healed. Yes, Buddy Healed and the Pacers are working towards a trade. I guess the contract negotiations weren't going in the favor of Mr. Healed, so he said, fuck it, send me somewhere else. I mean, Buddy Healed's a good player, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's going to be a dynamic change in any team he gets traded to, but... Good. On, on the correct team, he could be. We'll have to wait and find out. What, what are some what teams you could possibly th- see him going to? First one right off the bat, the Milwaukee Bucks. Outside of Chris Middleton, they need a true three-point sniper. That would be the perfect landing spot. And if I were them, I'd do whatever I could possible to bring him in. You can excuse me, live without his defense when you have Giannis, when you have Brooke Lopez, when you have Bobby Portis, when you have Drew Holiday. You can live without his bringing Buddy Heald. That's one team. And that just clicked right off the bat right there. Outside of them, I'm not saying it because I'm a homer. But with Joe Harris departing and not having Seth Curry, the Brooklyn Nets should be interested to make a run. The New York Knicks should be interested. The Miami the Heat should be interested. The Raptors, I don't because you probably got to give up a first or second round pick, and I don't think the Raptors can afford to do that right now. I think it's clear they're like in a rebuild, but they also want to kind of like believe in what they got because if they didn't, they would have traded Pascal Siakam. I think that the, what the Raptors are doing is basically what like the teams like the New York Knicks have been doing for fucking years. They just stay mediocre. Like you, you don't just commit to that full rebuild. Be shit for fucking five years. Who cares? Be shit and build a team that can win a championship instead of being a perennial playoff team that never makes it out of the first round for the next ten fucking years. Yep, I agree with you. The uh, the Lakers, the Lakers could always use as much shooting as they can get. From there, I think I just nailed about every team that would really benefit, but I think there will be a lot of teams interested in Buddy Heald. And if any team could really afford, I know right now, to give a contract right off the bat, it would be off the top of my head, the Brooklyn Nets. With Kyrie's contract gone, with Kevin Durant's contract gone. They got money. Um, they got a lot of money saved up. And Steve knows my fandom of Buddy Heald. I would love to have Buddy Heald in Brooklyn. We'll have to see how it pans out, folks. We'll have to see how she pans out. I'm actually really excited with the NBA season this year. I want to see what kind of progression the Brooklyn Nets can make this year. If Ben Simmons is, like a lot of scouts are saying, this is the Ben Simmons we saw when he was drafted, and we know what he looked like his rookie year. He was phenomenal. 
Mikel Bridges, if he could take that next step up. Cam Johnson got paid. Can Nick Claxton take that next step up? Like, I'm excited to see what's going to happen with them. I'm excited with the Lakers. I'm excited to see how new, you know, new young roster, new rules, so you can't rest LeBron and Anthony Davis every goddamn yep. game. Well, LeBron will be able to get the rest because he's uh he's in that fucking they can't rest him at the same time, but LeBron he's in that like like area where he's played enough games. I was reading the rules, I can't remember exactly what it was, but you can essentially rest LeBron whenever you want, but you can't rest AD and LeBron at the same time, which I think is a pretty massive thing they're doing. Because if you're spending fucking two hundred fifty dollars, whatever it is, to buy a ticket to see these games, and you go there and the guys you want to see are both sitting on the bench because they're resting, that is so bullshit. I want to see if they have ticket prices available right now because I can't tell you how many times I've said I want to see LeBron and I want to see Curry before they retire. But like with the resting and stuff, it's so risky. So let me see if they have. Lakers that was like and- the you you were that Golden State story where the kid got the the Golden State Warriors tickets and for a Christmas present and like whatever he was like Atlanta say whatever. Yeah, he's so excited to see all these guys show up. He shows up. Pretty much every one of the starting five was sitting in that game. Curry was sitting, Thompson was sitting, Draymond Green was sitting. It's like that fucking that poor kid. To sit in the first row, it's over three hundred dollars. To sit all the way at the top by the lights, it's one hundred and thirty. Well, you might as well spend the fucking three hundred bucks then. Yeah, you know that's my thing, dude. Is if I'm sitting like at the front level of the upper deck, or at least around there, I could survive off of that. You know what I mean? But like to sit all the way at the top, it's not a, I'd rather watch the TV from my house rather than be like, Oh, I went to the game. I don't know. I, I'm a, I'm a firm believer in the nosebleeds. That's where I normally sit. That's where my people are. It's all about the atmosphere. That's the way I look at it. If you're in the building, watching the game, you're doing something right. No matter where you're sitting, you're in there and you're experiencing. We forgot to uh, write this down too, but, the amount of fights that have been added on for UFC. Holy bleep. Holy bleep. Um, he means fuck, yo, is what he's trying to say. Holy fuck. I got I to gotta pee again, but I'm going to hold this one in because I feel like we're getting to the end of this podcast here. UFC 296 headliners. Leon Edwards versus Colby Covington. Colby Compton has a fight, I think, I think, since 2020 or 2021 for the welterweight title. Alexander Panchoa versus Brandon Royval as the co-main event for that main event. Added on to UFC 295, which features Stipe Miocic and John Jones, the former division that John Jones dominated. The light heavyweight title will be decided with Pereira, and Jerry, yeah, Yuri Pakalusla, the most Czech Republic last name you've ever heard in your entire life is what Robbie's trying to pronounce over there. There's there's Z's where Z should not be in that last name. We would have to get your boy back on to pronounce all these names because I'm sure he'd do a better job than than I could. And then yeah. there was something added on to uh, December 16th featuring uh, McGregor and uh, Chandler. Chandler, yeah, there was something I gotta find it here because it's another. I think they had a couple fights on there. Let's see, you got to bear with me here, but this is something no to be December sixteenth UFC. Is that UFC two ninety six? There's no fucking way. Oh, that's awkward. Because isn't that when they're fighting Conor McGregor and Michael Chandler? Um, no, the two ninety six, I believe. 
It says it's December 16th. I think, I think that's right. what the McGregor fight, isn't it? McGregor Chandler. Well, I guess my goddamn phone has Tourette's. You need Papa to search this up? I think I got it here. What? There's no way that's true. Dana, 14 hours ago. I don't know if this is true or not. Dana White makes an announcement confirming Conor McGregor versus Michael Chandler UFC fight won't take place this year. Yeah, because probably McGregor's still fucking juiced up on steroids from coming back from that injury. Conor McGregor confirms his return to UFC and his next three opponents without a fight since 2021 who returned to the octagon to face Michael Chandler in 2024. Yeah, because that the last fight of this uh, of the year is the Edwards versus Covington. You know McGregor is going to be the headliner for sure. There's no chance he's going to be a co-main. August 19, 2023. Conor McGregor says fight against Michael Chandler seems unrealistic in 2023. Well, that sucks. Yeah, because he knows how many fucking steroids he's been on, for Christ's sakes. I, I, even, even if he's completely healthy, I, I've McGregor's done. Like he's just he's not the the same guy he once was. Well, no shit, idiot. <laughs> well, that was very rude. The truth though. But um well, Zach, <laughs> I think we've hit on all cylinders here about everything. Um this was the funeral for Nick Chubb's prime as it's Rest probably the complete end. Um <laughs> Yeah. Uh we're gonna drink one out for uh, Nick Chubb here. Cheers. Speed recovery. Cheers, Chubby. Get back, Nick. We'll see you next year, baby. We'll see you next year. Go Browns, baby. go. Baby. All right. Well, Zach, I have a couple guys in this fantasy game. I have Darren Waller in the league. I have George Kittle in the league. And I have Christian McCaffrey in the league and Debo in the league. So let me tell you something, all right? It was fun chatting with you. I'm sorry it had to happen like this. I'm happy I got my Mac Jones jersey here. But I want to sit down and watch some football. So, Zachary, take us out. Thank you, folks. Ladies and gentlemen, this was the return of Zach Roden on Thursday night sports game podcast. You better get used to seeing this face and Robbie's face for the foreseeable future on these Mondays and Thursdays, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. And with the only one thing left to say, stay sexy sports game. <laughs>